I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, you are listening to Nobody Cares Except For Me, a podcast about things that people really care about and no one else seems to except for me. It's pretty self-explanatory. I'm your host, Auntie Donahue, and um, this week's guest is one of my closest friends. She and I have had adventures in Toronto, in Los Angeles, soon to be New York. Um, she has the best comedy album of all time. Also, terrific hair, if I'm being honest. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Sarah Hennessy. Oh my God. Hi, Anne. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, even though you have strep throat. Yeah. You know what? I feel like it's the thing to do. I, if you can just infect us both, that if, would be If wonderful. I could just cough on all this audio equipment and just like spread my love that way. Well, I, I mean, I, we are in a literal enclosed space. So there's nowhere for the germs to go other than into our direct quarantine, but opposite, where it's, it's just yes. in this small room. You know what? <laughs> Who among us is not swimming in disease? Riddle me that. It's true. I it, know. We gotta have okay. you know, Alex puts his hand up like an <laughs> asshole. He won't even watch the end of Mad Men because he's sad about the outcome of like the third season. Excuse me, I can relate. I only watched the first VHS of t- t- Titanic. I haven't seen the second VHS. I know it's not on VHS anymore. Well, well, actually, but I didn't want to say it, it crashed. I'm like, that's enough for me. This is the thing that kind of brings us up to this week's topic, doesn't it? <gasps> oh my god, you're right. What What are we talking about? We're talking about nostalgia, baby. Oh yeah, and I mean, if this was Mad Men, because Alex gets traumatized now every time I mention it. Mm-hmm. This would be the part where Don gives the first season presentation about nostalgia, and he's like, a carousel. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's nostalgia, baby. Yeah, it's nostalgia, and I didn't realize. I, I never. I didn't realize it, but I'm like, a, who isn't obsessed with older things? But I realized that I was. Oh, I've always been obsessed with '80s movies. Like even as a, a kid and a teen, and I threw my first '80s party in like 1998. Really. <laughs> so, I don't know why, but like I would watch it and I'd be like, "Oh, if only my life was then." Because you for, you always forget about you 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 erase everything bad that's ever happened in these other times, oh, 100%. and then you just pay attention to pant shape. <laughs> right. I don't even think about the terrible things that happened to me during that time. Exactly. I'm just like, well, I mean, it's the senses. You're like, ooh, the color palette, and like, you know, just like the fuzzy feelings that you get. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember. I think my very first material would I I'd be like. My very first material wasn't very good, but I remember it would come out of me being like realizing that every time I smelled chlorine, like at a like I would always think about swimming, like swimming lessons and stuff like that, but in a really excited way, like it would cause like my chest to like clench up, like I was so nervous but excited to be in the water. And then every time I smelled suntan lotion, I would think about um, like vacations, beach vacations. You know, mm-hmm. it just comes to you so fast. And then I'm like, every time I smell cigarettes, I would think about Peterborough, which is. <laughs> I still, honestly, I still smell cigarette smoke now. And um, that's, that's the thing. I think, like, when we talk about nostalgia, A, 
what I think you mean and what I mean, it's not like we are like, I want to go back to that time because we know everything was shit. Mm -hmm. It's like the packets of positivity and like the memories that make you feel like you're somewhere that you aren't right now Mm -hmm. and this romanticization of events Mm -hmm. that weren't that romantic at the time. Totally. And it's the details that bring you back and then you're like – I remember, like, even bonkers candy. Like, I'll look, yeah. I, I'll see it, and I'll be like, bonkers! And then all of a sudden, I remember car trips where I'll be like, I'm like, I select bonkers. And then I would have that in the car, but then it'd be a hot car, and I'd feel, be feeling real gross <laughs> with the watermelon bonkers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but then for some reason, I'm like, bonkers. Like, it's like, it's like this whole thing. It's like this one, like, moment, and then it's like this gigantic memory. And it's such a weird, like, it's, there's, like, almost like, little snaps of memories because like the cigarette smoke smell i was driving behind somebody today and they had their windows down they were smoking and i don't mind the smell of cigarette smoke i used to smoke i miss it i just can't because it makes me sick mm-hmm. um i wish i was smoking right now if we're being honest honestly it would look really cool on you i know we're not supposed to say that but it would look so cool if you were and smoking. i won't lie to you i looked <laughs> cool while i did it unfortunately i end up getting like a whooping cough situation and it's disgusting for everyone who has to hear it but okay. Would I put up with it? Yes. <laughs> Did my doctor tell me to stop? Uh-huh. But I was behind this car, and they were smoking, and I was like, oh, what, a, what a wonderful scent. But it immediately takes me back to when I was a little kid, and we would play in, like, our neighbor's garage and so because they smoked. So you're immediately like, oh, my God, Summer, Gail, and Myron. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to, like, when the adults would smoke at, like, a party or something that your parents were at and you had to go to. And you're like, oh, my God, like, being out with my mom and dad. But I felt like a, like I was so fancy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to, like, being a teen. And even to this day, if I smell cigarette smoke or and I have, like, a strawberry lip gloss, I am 16 again. I am in the back of Andy Chamberlain's car. We are driving around looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. And I am feeling my best self with my dyed box blonde hair. Yeah. The car rides were a pretty choice. I remember that because I was always a passenger, never a driver. So I'd be like, people like, do you want to come with me to run errands? I'd be like, yeah. And it was always a full smoke uh, like car. But then they would have like a, a vanilla air freshener yes! that they really felt counteracted. But really now every time I smell that vanilla air freshener, I'm like – Heidi Gebert's car and just driving with a wide open schedule. Right. And being like, yeah, I'll go with you that. there. I'll go with you there. I'll go with you there. I was really didn't have my own agenda. I just loved, I would get my pack of DeMauriers and I was lights, yeah. living my best self. And the weird thing is like, I think almost if you take the weird, the memories that come with cigarette smoke or, or even, you know, seeing somebody smoke or whatever, it's such. It's very indicative of what nostalgia does because we know that like smoking causes cancer. I know that's what's happening in my head right now. I'm like we're really romanticizing smoking, but it's disgusting it's and it awful. stinks yeah. and it's so gross. Like, and if somebody smells like cigarettes, you're like, dude, get your life together. Right. Like now, if I see someone smoking, I'm like, you still smoke? Like yeah. who still smokes? Yeah. I know one person who still smokes, and I. It's weird. Like I'm, I'm sort of like, hey, I'm worried for you, but another part of me is like, wow, you won. <laughs> weird. I knew a guy that started smoking in his 20s because he thought it was cool and we were like, you don't start in your 20s. My friend Shannon was like, I can't wait till we're 80 and all of our husbands are dead and we can start smoking again. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. As somebody who is sitting across from you stone cold sober all the time, I am going to when I'm 80, I'm going to drink again. I'm going to smoke again. Mm -hmm. I might start doing drugs. I don't know. I know. I feel like it's going to be gals time. Like It's going to be golden girls resurgence. I feel like we just need the boys out of the way. We, We don't care about our Body, what our bodies look like anymore? Hell and no. We just want to. We just want to smoke and in, in, standing in the center of a goddamn garden. Oh. And be like, look at those turnips. They're 
beautiful. You know what I did do over um, in the winter? I was watching The Crown and Mad Men over and over repeatedly like a real cool person. And everybody's smoking. But I smoke cigars still because whatever the fuck, and I do me. You're so celebratory. I do me. <laughs> I have a pack. I have a pack in my bag. I you do? do? I do. Like cigarellos? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so fun. It's just like, let me live. Whatever. I might be dead tomorrow. And it doesn't give you a whooping cough. It doesn't give me the whooping cough. Because um, you don't fully inhale. Because I don't inhale at all. I just enjoy that sweet nicotine high that I know is also bad for me. But and it goes the- good with your outfit. <laughs> Thank you. See, and we're the- back to making smoking look cool again. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm like, my mouth hurts after it. But yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But I was on, at my apartment and I was like, you know what? It's cold. Maybe I don't want to go outside. So I like opened the window and just kind of smoked next to it. And mm-hmm. then within... I think probably at three minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm overwhelmed by it. Like, it's I not, know. this isn't, this is thinnest. I don't know what I think is going to happen, but this is bad. When I was a teenager, we lived in a suburban house and it was really like a typical, like new development. And it's, it's basically the source of why I started doing stamp comedy because it got to the point where I, it, it, this is nostalgia related too. I would see old subdivisions, old houses, big with big trees. And I'd be like, Oh, and I'd look at where we lived and I'd be like, Ugh. like, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is what you choose as adults, parents? <laughs> I was like so mad. But I remember um, what, being like, why can't I smoke inside? Like, I should be able to do what I want, man. Like, one life. And so I cut a, a hole in my screen and I would just shove my face out a little bit <laughs> in, with my little fingers and I would be smoking out. And then I put towel underneath my door as if that would stop anything like it does in the movies. With like a, <laughs> And then immediately everybody's like knocking. <laughs> at my door being like we smell we smell smoke and I'm like you don't know me <laughs> immediately it was a perfect excuse to have a meltdown and like I don't know I just remember being like I should be able to smoke where I want when I want it's so funny how like my parents had to get a screen replaced because of me really <laughs> well yeah because I cut a weird L shape in it and flapped it open were they so angry no they did this is the thing they barely confronted me about all the horrible things I did really yeah they would just be like I guess just hope for the best. I think my parents were like that too. I remember one time I got um, uh, one of my best friends moved away, and I think I was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, and I was r- so upset. And um, I had a pack of cigarettes, and I sat on like the front stoop in front of just everybody, smoking. Yeah. And my mom naked to the world brought out an ashtray. <gasps> my mom brought my parents used to put, uh, put ashtrays out, and they put white sand in it. I'm not even joking. It was like, <laughs> and all of it's so funny because like. Even when I think about smoking, I like how now the podcast is just about smoking. Um, that's our subject. That's our subject. <laughs> smoking. Um, I like. I don't even like it. Like that's the weird mm-hmm. part. I don't like when I'm doing it. It's almost like when you get like I don't drink anymore. But I didn't like being drunk. Mm-hmm. I liked drinking. Like I liked knowing I could drink. It's like I like no. It's, Every time I'm really mad and I, I I'm like forget it. Hey man, can I bum a smoke? I take one drink and I'm like ugh, and yeah. I give it away <laughs> like, immediately. Oh, or like it's just like I don't want to smell like this. That is the and, other like thing. it looks cool, but then like you, but then you're like you notice like you're not you're, you're talking to somebody and you're bitching, but really most of your mind is thinking about you. This tastes gross. My my hands are gonna smell. Yeah. My jacket's gonna smell. Somebody hugs me. They're gonna think that I'm. I'm a, a gross person. 
Yeah. And then I go inside and I like eat like a mint and I wash my hands and I'm just like smelling my own jacket a bunch and I'm like, is this cool? And that's not the face of smoking. Like if you're going to smoke, you've got to not care. <laughs> you really have to be fine with all of it. I Like what's weird is like I think there's that transference of nostalgia too where um, I buy a lot of vintage clothes and yes. you do as well. Yeah. Um, not as much as you though. You're a number one vintage girl. I'm a In dick. a vintage world. Oh my God. <laughs> my sweater was worn by someone who's totally dead now. Wow. I know you love that. I do love that. I don't know. I, I don't think I love it the same way. I'm like, I, yeah, I, I do like how you're like, I don't wash it because I want to smell what other people were like. That's Well, I mean, I wash my clothes. For the record podcast, <laughs> I wash my clothes. I don't, I, I don't know. You didn't have a blog post and you didn't? No, no I did. No, I, I, if I buy something at a vintage store, I won't wash it until after I've worn it. Because sometimes I'm like, it was weird. I bought a headscarf recently because I like to tie my hair up like a little 1940s girl. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. Thank you. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. It's all about knowing who you are and what you're doing and, and being and embracing the scarves. Get on board with it. Yeah. Or get embracing the hell the out. Yeah. Um, anyway, I... It smelled like roses, which smelled like my Nana's perfume. Like I was, I was at home, I was at my mom and dad's, and I, I was like, "Mom, do you, this smells like roses." She's like, "This smells like your Nana's perfume from <sighs> when I was a kid," and I. It's the transference of nostalgia. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was like. I only knew my Nana when she was older. And, like, it's if I smell like an old dress that kind of still smells like cigarette smoke. I'm like, oh, this had memories. Like, memories yeah. were in this. They yeah. could have been horrible memories. Or they could have been at a really cool party and then the cigarette smoke didn't come out because people smoked inside a lot then. Also, the grandma perfume thing is actually pretty a pretty common thing, I think. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be out somewhere, maybe on the subway or whatever, and then somebody walk by and I smell my grandma's perfume, and I'm like, Grandma Rose! It, uh, and then it's just so weird, because I'm like, I wonder what the perfume is, but sometimes I smell it, and I'm like, Grandma, but then it's a younger person, I'm like, weird. I always think that, like, <laughs> to me, I'm like, I bet that's just, like, her swooping in to say hi. Like, I know, her you... ghost being like, what up? Yeah. Well, she's still alive, so... <laughs> Mine is, anyways. Well, I yes. meant to tell you, she passed away right before you started the podcast. Oh my god! This is me telling you. I, let's just roll with the punches, guys. Her ghost. <laughs> just go with it. I like Here's, how upset he is, but we're like. Alex <laughs> is crying his eyes out right now. I'm like, this is so punk rock. He killed her, so this is very upsetting. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Circle of life. Let's talk about it. He actually wrote on a post-it like two podcasts ago. He's like, you wrote, you talked about murder and death again on this episode. And I'm like, I like to talk about those things. I think it's fine. It's fine. Nostalgia, baby. Yeah. How, okay, how about a, a scratch and sniff sticker? Mm. Have you smelled any of those lately? Those will take you back. Now. F- and f- feel a little fuzzy sticker? Get out of here. That's have, sensory Did you have overload. sticker books in your... Yeah, but my sticker book was always so shitty. So was mine. Everybody's... Was there's some people who really went above and beyond with their with their sticker books. My friend Katie Multiple Franks. books, themed. Oh, my friend Katie Franks. I swear to God. And she listens so to this podcast. So close to she has wow. to tell me. Yeah. It, she, I wish she was close to Lisa Frank. Way to go, Katie. Not being related to her. She had... I swear she had two separate books and mm-hmm. one was for like, like I think so or at least it was organized in this way where it was like pages of like the fuzzy stickers and like pages of like the puffy stickers and like pages of like like what it's like the be- fuck I think it's I- like beginning of like OCD or something because they do how can you even trade them when they're that well displayed yeah, she just ended up going to be like cool and successful so she maybe wins. that's yeah. I think she I think if you had a good sticker book you're pretty much set and that's if you status as a child Oh my god! I remember being like trying to trade like the shitty like a, one sandy lion that had been traded like twelve times, so it was like all ragged and gross. And yeah. I'm like, but it's a sandy lion. Yeah, it's a it's e- it's a sandy lion. Get into it. It's up there with the pogs. 
you know what? I I don't know what I how I how I dipped back, right? Like I took a, a one solid step back for pogs. Everybody else was into it in my class, but for some reason I like pretended something was happening behind me the entire time. Really? <laughs> I never got into them. And then uh I've always just faked my way through life with pogs. Did you have them? I got obsessive. Um, Probably at this point, we can all understand that I have a bit of an addictive personality. So I got a little bit carried away. It's it's relatable, I'd say. I got – like it's the same reason why if I go to a casino, I'm only allowed to spend $100. We went to a casino, you and I, once where we just took photos though because we're like, isn't this a cool background? Look at this this carpet. We are so (laughs) good at creating our own nostalgia because I'll tell you one thing. Yes, I'm all ears. I was looking at our photo. Everybody listening is now like, are we at a sleepover? with them and the answer is yes this is what hanging out with sarah and i it's talking about photo opportunities it is actually it's me staging them being like be behind that and i really appreciate that because i do love a good photo oh and people are like is this a candid moment no you want to know it's a candid moment me pausing for a break (laughs) (laughs) oh i love a break hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh my god, we're back from the break. We're back already? Yeah, I mean, can you believe it? You know, I just needed a little breather, a little moment to myself. Just take a, take a second. Have another throat lozenge. Take oh a sip gosh. of tea. I loved it. Um, what I think is fun about nostalgia, among many things, is like, so here, we'll use our trip to Los, um, to Los Angeles. So you were already in Los Angeles. Yes. And I visited for five days, I think, and we hung out. This is our second hang. Everybody's got to know the genesis. Okay. So we had only had dinner one time. It was a it was lunch just, even. And it, it wasn't was, even a full and dinner. And it was like four in the afternoon. Okay. Like, it was it a wasn't, lim- it, Yeah. It was not great. I mean, it was fine, but we were like trying out our friendship. Yeah. Like, Anne was work? like, are we going to try to make this happen or what? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we went to a sushi restaurant and I was like, I'm going to Los Angeles next week. And you're like, shut up. I'm going next month. I'm like, I'll still be there. And then we're like, let's hang out then. <laughs> so fast forward, fast forward. It is now June 2015? Yeah. 2015. And we're messaging about the big hang. And we are planning and plotting. So we go to a Simpsons table read. First thing in the morning, I had to wake up at 7.30 in the morning to get ready, do my hair and makeup, and go meet Anne in an you know, interesting neighborhood. Yeah, that was an interesting neighborhood. What was it? The... We're, Avenue of the Stars. Fancy, yeah. It was Avenue of the Stars or somewhere. And I'm like, this is not casual. There's nothing casual about something being called the Avenue of the Stars. There is nothing casual about being friends with me. I'll tell you that much for free. Yes. And so she picked me up on the side of the road and was like, get in! Then, <laughs> because I rented a car yeah. and I did not feel bad about it at yeah. all. So you hopped in. We go to the Simpsons table read. We take tons of photos all over Fox. We got all the autographs from all the people. We were buzzing. We were high on life. It was high on life, high on excitement. Hi on the California sun. We went to we went for lunch. We went to a deli. We yeah, went we to went the to Grove. we went to Cantor's Deli, and mm-hmm. so which you were obsessed with because there's scenes of Mad Men there. Uh huh. And you were like losing it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that like Motley Crue hang, hung out here. And I'm like, I don't anyway. care. Pete hugged Don here, and that's what matters. Yeah. And then we went to the Grove, and then we went back to my hotel so I could like do my hair and makeup. And we went to the cemetery, and you were like, and she kept on pulling up to people, being like, I don't mean to be rude, but like, where are the famous dead people? <laughs> and I was like, this is so hilariously shameless. 
Sorry, I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm no, yelling. Never apologize. Alex can deal with it. Put those headphones back on. I get slowly louder and louder. And it's been a problem my whole life. <laughs> I'm Let's so talk. Sorry. That's the new topic of conversation. So then we, and then I think our day started at something like seven thirty in the morning, yeah. and it ended at twelve at night. Maybe even later because we went to a diner to get dessert. Pie. Really at night. Yeah, pie. And we went to we drove around a lot. We had a lot of fun. It was so much. I felt like we jammed in. It was like it was a super friending moment because we really jammed in years of friendship into um, almost like twenty four hours <laughs> and. And uh, and so many photos. And I, my boyfriend at the time was like, I wasn't texting him because I was just so invested. But he's like, I just went on Instagram and I followed along. I could see where you were. <laughs> yeah. We were docu- oh, we went to the wax museum and it that scared was, us and made us. I dizzy. felt like I was on shrooms. The, the wax uh, museum, the people, the figures are so good that I was like. I felt like I was tripping hard. Well, we got it, dizzy. It wasn't, it wasn't until we went into the olden time looks, the nostalgic looks of yesteryear, that I felt a little more comfortable because that's not how people dress. But all the modern looking ones, I was like, Ugh, like I felt like they were going to move and jump out at <laughs> we me. Got, remember I felt we were, woozy. We felt sick. And then we – oh, my God. I It's all – blurring together at this point as nostalgia does that's the thing (laughs) you and i if anything if we bonded over anything and we bonded over everything but Mm -hmm. we bonded over the fact that i didn't like los angeles i liked new york Mm -hmm. better and you're like i also feel like i would like new york better yeah but i'm looking back at those photos now because they keep coming up in my like time whatever the fuck time warps or whatever time jumps or yeah or sometimes i'll just be like what should i put for tbt and then like yes and then i'm like oh my god los angeles is so fun look at all this fun i had Mm -hmm. but i didn't have fun at Los, in Los Angeles. I had fun with you yeah. and also during that time. Yeah, it's like rolling with what's working and I think what I needed was uh, everybody was so everybody so, was so chill. I just wanted a, I wanted a fat, an upbeat fast-paced adventure day and that's what I got. It was like we created our own idea of what like a summer holiday was because for me summer holidays have like I don't take them now but I always think of like day trips with my parents going to like this mm-hmm. that or Niagara Falls and I think we both have kind of like a high frequency vibe yes. so we're like, we're like let's go let's go let's go and it was so silly and then I think I was probably so tired after because you know when you're just like don't turn off we didn't turn off for so many for hours over 12 hours yeah I felt like somebody should have buried me in like just up to my neck in like heavy mud after so I would just fully relax for a bit <laughs> I I left the next day I think yeah, you did. You're I like, did. I'm out of here. And then I remember, yeah. And the thing is, it's like sometimes when we talk about nostalgia, because right now everything's rooted in it, like music and fashion and yada, yada. For me, it is only linked to the memories I have with friends or the like strange memories of like summer when I'm like eight reading a book. For me, it's like, really small moments. It could be like even the way – like when spring happens and like the sun setting and it's ve- everything's very like that orange glow going through a window mm-hmm. or like the way you see the sand on the sidewalk it's all dry and that excitement that you feel for summer or something like that like that it, it will be a glimpse or a feeling and then you're like whoa man deeply rooted things and it feel and it it just like it gives you like just a huge feeling what era for you because i think i mean all of our years and all of our lives are rooted in some sort of like nostalgic throwback or whatever Mm -hmm. but when you romanticize a part of your past like what is it for the most part a part of my past i guess it's got i think it's got to be 80s only because well i was a child of the 80s but i just um i feel like uh yeah just because that's where all all the family photo albums and i remember my parents being like (laughs) 
we could not tell you what to wear. You would just dive into your closet like it was a tickle trunk and come out with all sorts of surprising combinations, leg warmers, stripes, polka dots, you know, all the different silhouettes. And I was like, maybe that was my time. Like maybe that was my peak. Maybe I peaked hard at four. <laughs> but anyways, and I was like when I started, I think I figured out who I was for a small period of time. And that's who I was. And then that's when I made my first best friends. It's always like I love bonding hard with another gal. And that's when I made my first best friend whose name was Tiffany from across the street. And isn't Tiffany the like quintessential 80s name? Yeah, I had a Tiffany across the street too. Only she used to say that her grandmother played Christine in the Phantom of the Opera and then said she would then would lie down in the road if she thought I – thought she was lying that's the thing i also lied a lot as a, a kid so I, I, I related i relate to tiffany i think it was like you're we trying to i think it was a real choose your own adventure in life you're like i can say whatever i want and people might believe me they usually didn't but i remember for a while being like this is i can do whatever i want right now and then you lose friends for a bit because they're like really oh, why is your bullshit you're a liar yeah they're like you're stop lying i'm like okay i'll try what did you like <laughs> I mean, how do you evoke the best parts of your 80s self as an adult? Oh, I guess um, maybe I think it might be a, just like an energy or vibe. Maybe when I'm having a real true blast, like being super silly on stage, doing stand up or with like a friend when we're like having a, a great time, bopping along, <laughs> doing whatever. Um, I think that's what it is. I think it's just like a it's like a, a, a flying high vibe where I'm just like laughing and feeling silly i like that because i think a lot of us try to kind of bring it back with like i don't know i remember it being like i remember wearing these clothes in the 90s now i'll wear the adult version and then you get there and you're like this does not feel even remotely like that time yeah no totally it's like I, energy I, yeah yeah i think it's i think it's more of energy it's hard with certain 80s stuff although right now i'm pretty obsessed with wanting to master in 1980s like really good babysitter look Ooh, like i want you have that going on today thank you i have a bit of it going on it's too much black but it would be better if i had like light light blue denim jeans with like white Reebok sneakers and like uh, maybe like a like a gray sweatshirt with a jean jacket Definitely. that's like unapologetically uh, unapologetically um also light uh, blue yeah and matching your <laughs> pants obviously I just had a real specific vision of what I wish I was wearing instead but it, it <laughs> <laughs> one tear rolls down your cheek yeah as you're it, fighting like, tears you and I think my biggest problem I'm so into the eighties but my hair is so um my hair's so straight and healthy which is so not eighties your hair looks awesome though but it's straight it's but you I mean to give I put a some visual, waves, I got everybody puts a couple waves in it because you know what I'm meeting Anne and we all know she's one classy lass so you know I got to put a couple waves in my hair no I'm classy like how someone's aunt was classy in the sixties where it's like she looks nice but then like she swears and makes it really uncomfortable for the children in the room is like, it's fine. Auntie Anne's just making a joke. I like that. Like, she drunk at one in the afternoon. Yeah. Not anymore, kids. As you know, Auntie Anne is sober. <laughs> like, and then, like, she's it's making like, it even weirder. She's smoking a cigar in the house. Yeah. Can I, do you mind if I smoke this in here? You just light it right away. <laughs> you don't mind? I'm I not like inhaling. She runs a pretzel company. <laughs> Wow. I mean, but she never stepped foot in there, that's for sure. God, no. We're not going to be seen at a pretzel place at the mall. What do you think yeah. this is? Everybody wants a, a peek at your Rolodex. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> Get in line, bud. Yeah. I love that. I like the character we created. Yeah. I'm going to morph into her probably within about two weeks. That's great. I'll just start wearing, like, I got a lot of fancy. See, I have nostalgia for an era I never lived in, and that is not even real nostalgia. It's mostly, I just want to dress like this, but I don't want to live then. Yeah, totally. I have a lot of very sparkly 
sparkly 60s tank tops for summer, and I'm Ooh, very excited. good. I was thinking about what my summer look is going to be this Ooh. year. Because I've been really turtlenecking it hard all winter. You have. Everybody's like, hey, man, how many turtlenecks do you own? I'm like, come on over. Let's give it a count. <laughs> it, there's a lot. I'm so into them. But – What's my summer look going to be? I can't exactly cross over with turtlenecks. That's insane. You got to find a compromise. Well, there, I have a couple mock neck sleevelesses. Oh. And like people are going to, I think people are really going to stop their car and take it all in with that. But what's my whole vibe going to be? It's hard to figure it out. I plan, like you, if you're listening and you're like, are they really planning their summer vibe? Bitch, I have been planning since September 2014. We always talk about this. Yeah. Because when we hung out in LA, you were very sportsy looking. I was wearing like, I was, you know what it was. You were wearing, you were wearing that Adidas, Adidas shirt, a big, a, like a like a bigger Adidas shirt. Yeah, we were both wearing like like jeans and sneakers, jeans and sneakers. We, we, yes. big sneakers. We both were wearing big sneakers and like we were very like oasis, like Britpop nineties. I loved it. And I had a mini backpack on. Yeah, I think I just had a regular backpack on. It's all about the equal weight distribution. We looked like we should have been <laughs> friends, and that's what matters. That's what I felt like. It came together really nicely. And then i I found that like this. This winter and spring, yep. which has been the worst for many people, including I think everyone in this room, okay. not the best time. Yeah. Um, Alex <laughs> is like, I've had a great time. Sarah's like, I didn't see you since November. I have no idea what the fuck is yeah, going on. Yeah, it's nice to be in touch though now. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we were busy. Yeah. It's fine. We had to cancel a couple of hangs because of sickness and yada, yada, But our yada. last hang was at the mall and also my house where you helped me get rid of clothes. I'm ruthless. That was clean. so satisfying. Oh, don't you love it? You I, were very good in that situation. I took my dad jean shopping this weekend. I saw the post. And I, <laughs> 15 minutes in, out, I was like, I'm like, what is your size? And he told me a size. So I went, we're going to try one from each. He's like, Did what you feel do-? like a personal shopper? I was it like, really satisfying? I felt like tan from Queer Eye. <gasps> oh, I love it. See, this is what I mean. You plan your look. My dad's look will be dad who shops at Mark's Rick Warehouse. Congratulations. Yeah. You are going to be like a cool, you're going to wear a lot of cutoffs. I can yeah. feel it. Yeah, yeah. I got to like, I got to like, um, I don't know. I gotta figure that out. It's always a it, when you start wearing shorts in the summer. It's a, at the fr- at, at the beginning. It's always a real shock uh, for me and I think everyone involved. It's like whoa, legs. Yeah, like there I'm like I'm committed to this here, and then I got to think footwear. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not gonna wear flip flops because I'd rather die. Oh my gosh! You know what? I never had a huge problem with flip flops, but recently. Hate them. I hate them. It's. I think it's I, like the peripheral chatter about flip flops finally got into my. I didn't really wear them unless I was at the beach or something. But God, they're dumb. They're stupid and they make a stupid sound. And you yeah, can't flip flop. Could you imagine? And in they call them thongs somewhere else, and that's no. underpants talk. Could you imagine confronting someone over something important and then stomping away with your flip flops on like that little flip flop sound as you yeah. had just told someone that you're yeah. like I cursed the day you were born. Yeah, and it's like flip flop, flip flop. Yeah, no. And then they're like, I don't respect that person. They don't because I'd also like because your feet are also dirty because this looks yeah. bad. Yeah, here we are in the heart of the city and you're wearing goddamn flip flops. Get it Pull together. together. Yeah, yeah. Sort it out, please. Yeah, can I, I take hate you those. To, can I take you to <laughs> get outside or Yeah, like <laughs> can I drop you off at a beach and leave you there and like yeah. allow you to find your own way back? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the moral of the story is And people are doing all sorts of leaving all sorts of trash everywhere. Cigarette butts. We already talked about cigarette butts. And then all these cigarello butts. And then they're, they're just kissing their whisper kissing the sides of your feet. <laughs> That's the last thing. They're butterfly kissing your tootsies, and that's the last thing we need. And you want to know another thing about flip flops before, like yeah. we 
I cut you gears. off. You were talking about something else. I don't, ca- I don't care anymore. Nobody else does either. Nobody cares. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, there we're, you go. This is great. I know. I do what I want. <laughs> it really came together. I came together. We've come full circle. Okay, what's your final f- thought on flip-flops then? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like the opposite. For, again, it's like there's the nostalgia where you're like, I remember being young, like meh. And then you get to the other end of the spectrum and – for me, flip-flops remind me exclusively of grade 10 and 11 and or American Eagle shifts that seem to never, ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever end. And the same happens um, – the same kind of feeling happens when – this is going to sound insane. I'm, I'm buckled up. Let's do it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I'm Alex, not leaving. <laughs> Alex has put on a life belt and he has pulled it and he is now wearing an inflatable pillow. He's crossed himself and is praying to his lord and savior, yeah. me. <laughs> It's when the sun hits in the evening at a specific time. It reminds me of being a kid knowing that I'd have to go in from playing and like eat dinner and then do homework. So it's like almost it's it's like pre-evening or I hate it though. It makes me mm-hmm. every time the, oh, I see. I it know makes you me mean. sad it's every of, time. It's, it's the Sunday of the day of the day. That's the time right. of the day. It's, it's the Sunday of the time yes, of the day. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That it's it, like it's that kind of that's whatever the opposite of nostalgia is. That is I hate it. Like, I would rip the sun out of the sky if I could. Like, I would be like, I'm going to pull Monty Burns. Yeah. Block that shit off. Yeah. That's my opposite. What's your opposite of nostalgia? Like, that thing where you're like, oh, fuck no. Oh, like, um, like specifically. Like a thing that you're like, where you remember all the fun 80s stuff and you're like, yay, or the cigarette smell. What's the opposite feeling? I guess if you, if you, that's the thing is I can't, I can't harp on those things too long because then logic starts popping in. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, like I was watching Teen Wolf the other day and what I love about it is I don't think they had the same like, um, rules and regulations for extra actors then because they they had so many party scenes with so many people. But then I'll look up and be like, oh, I love those jeans. I love that outfit a lot of girls are wearing kind of like um knit uh t- loose tank tops with t-shirts underneath that are rolled up and it looks so good and i was like oh i love that i love that but then when in the party scene i was looking at a lot of their the, the hair and the problem with the hair was that it was very um um feathered brush cut but like a bad feather like a tight feathered brush cut to the middle of the head and then like f- uh frizzy tendrils uh just cascading down and then i was like the 80s were gross like that's when it's like that's the opposite because i'm like oh 80s so so fun so magical so upbeat pop 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 and then i'm like Ugh, that's you wake up in the ditch and no one loves you and you have nothing but that haircut to show for yourself <laughs> like it's just like and how much time it must have taken they had those hair dryers that had combs on them i, I think. know my that's, mom had one i think she still might actually yeah and it was just, it's just those are the severe looks where you're like if only you let it grow out a little bit or cut it all off. I remember being very aware of what haircuts were bad even when I was a kid. But the Euro mullet came in in the early 2000s again and that was kind of refreshing and nice to see. But it, but the fluffy eighties mullet that will never be back. It would it'll never be okay. Although I think if somebody came in here with a, if a guy came in here who looked like that with like crazy like I think if somebody was had a lot of bravado or a lot of confidence, I would be into it. Really? You could, if you ha- if you have something that's so gross, but you're carrying it off with confidence, that's I'm true. like I'm that's into true. it. It's weird. It's like it's like um, cilantro or something like so maybe it it tastes like soap for you your whole life, but then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm getting it. It's refreshing now. Yeah. If somebody has, it, yeah, it's it is insane. What confidence? Like yes, a hundred percent. We're making all these hard and fast rules, but if we saw the no. coolest person in the world coming in here with some Havana flip flops. 
Yugoslavs now, right now, and they were and they were really holding it together, I'd be like. You know what? On them, it's cool. But see, you're less judgmental than I am. <laughs> you're like, nope, forever. Yeah, for, honey, this is like, the word of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immediately. I, my and my thought would be like, oh, I guess he's not cool. He's wearing Havana flip flops. I'd be like, what's this guy doing? He's so counterculture. <laughs> uh, we'll never fight over significant others. Yeah, that's so true. Because we, we both don't have one. <laughs> Because we both don't have one, and our standards are weird. <laughs> yeah. For, so. but, but seriously, I, yeah, if, like, I remember seeing, there was a guy recently that I'm like, oh, he's cute. And then he was wearing boot-cut jeans, and I know that's so Those shallow of me, back. but Those I was like, back. no. I followed the sartorialist, and he's like, oh, I'm so happy to see this pant shape come back, and it's a flare on men. Why don't I just lie down and die? <gasps> I love these, these hard words from Anne. Because I am... I am not – everybody here knows that I am not very partial to <laughs> – Even on – how about think about the band Sloan and their prime. If no. they walked in here, you would not be cool. They're, you know they're all wearing flares. I never liked Sloan, and I'll say it on this podcast. And we're in I'll Ontario. Say I'll say it in the insane? streets. We're, on, we're in Ontario. I will That's walk up to the top of this E1 building and say I never liked Sloan. You see the good in I don't even know everyone. any of the, No. Even you as don't? a kid, I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> Give me Britney Spears. I get, I want all of it, I and mean, I also want Britney Spears. I uh, you're good, but see, you are. Am I? Do I have any opinions? I, no. like, I I feel like I just I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> hey, that's cool too. No, it's fine. I'm gonna rapid fire question you now. Oh my god, this is so fucking exciting. <laughs> okay, here shaking we go. with excitement. Um, okay, if you could wear if you only wear one 1980s trend what would it be right now it would be the thick knit um tank top with a rolled up white t-shirt underneath favorite teenage memory um favorite teenage oh um probably staying out with my friends really late and walking the streets and giggling and and, uh and uh having a nice time but being bad let's be honest favorite teenage alcoholic beverage Oh, God, what a confusing time that was. Yeah, there's a lot of mics hard. Yeah, I, I'm like, Mike, no, it, it definitely was not Rev. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think I got I think I think got pretty smart with stuff pretty fast. I think oh. I think I got right into um, vodka sodas pretty fast. Shit. Yeah, I know, right? Well, pardon you. Do you want to go sit in a couch outside and be fancy? It better be a chaise lounge. It will be, 100%. <laughs> there's a man wearing Havanas and bootcut jeans waiting Hello, for you. Oh, a wooga. <laughs> the lead singer of Sloan. <laughs> Hey, man, I see with the Y sometimes. Talk to me. He's listening. He's like, <laughs> he's like, why doesn't Ann respect me? <laughs> I respect what you do. I just never want to hear it. Um, it's as simple as that. Okay. okay favorite. Um, I mean, you like the 80s, so I'm going to say favorite 80s movie or favorite childhood movie. Maybe you did love Richie Rich. I don't know. Oh, no, no. My favorite childhood movie was definitely Three Amigos. In fact, I made my friends watch it so much and I revisit it. Often and boy, does it just make me have a nice, relaxed, low chuckle for the entire duration. Oh, it tickles me. But the worst is when you show somebody a, um, a movie that you made a much lot to you, but they can't get into it because there's so much time has passed and it wasn't. They don't have that nostalgic connection. But I showed it to my friend Steph Callender, who's like mm-hmm. one of my comedy partners. We did terrific women together, which, which is also a very nostalgic '70s totally. thing. But um, she, if you think I'm sweet, boy, you better meet her. She's the biggest sweetheart. In the world, yeah, she's very kind. She's very kind, and she loves uh, 
she loves having a great time too. She never looks at the clock. She's one of those people who never looks at the clock and she's just she eats slowly and I feel like that's a perfect example of how she savers life. Anyways, so I had her over and I'm like, listen, I really want to show you. She'd never seen Three Migos. I'm like, I really want you to see it, but like I'm so scared that you won't like it or whatever. And she's like, hey man, like <laughs> Let's just not worry about it and have a great time. I'm like, you're right, you're right. So I put it on, and boy, was she truly, really, like, organically laughing at all the stuff I found funny. And I would, I just, like, reached over, and I, like, touched her hand. And I was like, let's just be friends forever. You're she, the most, like, friendship-centric person I know, I think. Do you know what I was thinking about? I feel like that's really connected to, like, what I like to do is a genesis, like, I think about all my different best friends that I've had from different ages, and boy, is that a fun thing to do. People like to count their boyfriends. Count your best friends. Yeah. You boyfriends know, are what were their names? What was the highlights? What was their lowlights? You know what I mean? And I feel like, when as a kid, I didn't, I feel like, now I'm always, the, well, not always, but I feel like as a kid, I was definitely, like, the sidekick to a very charismatic, short, bossy friend, and... And I was always, I always felt a little hopeless, but I would do whatever they said. <laughs> and then, and then now it's just so funny. It's just like I maybe the, the reason why I do stand up is because I'm always trying to like gain control and like have my own opinion. Or something. I have friend, I, you can be maybe you guys want to be my friend. Yeah. I wanted to be your friend. Yeah, I know that was cool. I liked how you pursued me as a friend. I do do that. Yes. Yeah, you're like you're like you there. I feel like we would have a nice time. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> I choose my friends carefully. Yeah, I like. Listen, I don't have time for bullshit. If I think you're cool, we're going to be friends. And yeah. if I don't think you're cool, don't ever speak to me. And the weirdest is if you have a friend, like, for a certain part of your life and it only lasted, like, less than a year. Oh, it's a bummer. And then, But it's weird because you're like, remember that person? I forgot all about that person. Yes. And you're like, so it's really fun to make the list. If you're anything like me and you've had kind of like my very first solo show in 2007 was called Let's Be Best Friends. And I didn't really analyze that. But now when I do, I was like, I just wanted everybody in the audience to feel like I was super friending them. You are that person because I saw you at Buddy at Bad Times Theater. And I remember being like, she is so fucking funny and <gasps> so cool. I'm like, I want to be her friend. And you are my friend. And now. then I did it because I'm a dictator. Yes. Okay. Tell the internet where they can find you. Well, guys. And like what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I just recorded a new album um, at Buddies and Bad Times on uh, April 13th. But the one that you can t- check out is Trouble in Saradice on all the fun places you like to download your albums. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitter. Sarah underscore Hennessy. There's no H on Sarah because I'm so cute that way. And um, yeah, it's really easy to just to find me on like any social media and then we can be friends. I'm on Instagram and that's where I think I'm my raw self. <laughs> you are your raw self and your stories are great. Oh, you think so? I do. I wouldn't look at them if I would mute you if I didn't think they were great. You can do that? Yeah, you can. If you click, um, if you're like at the homepage or whatever and you see all the stories at the top, if you just go in and like hold down on somebody's photo yeah. and you can go to mute and you <gasps> will never see their shit again. Ooh, baby, I'm going to be muting tonight. Oh, I know. Isn't I can't it? wait oh, to God. I love cut not back on at... all the f- gross foliage of people. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds so sweet, but baby, I have a bad core. I can't wait to mute. Oh, we're gonna, let's just do that over lunch. Sit <laughs> silently wait. across from each other and mute everyone that we don't like. I think that sounds like a wonderful, then, wonderful I'll time. be nostalgic over that memory. I can tell yeah. you that much for free. Okay, well, this was Nobody Cares. I am your host, Auntie Donahue. And remember, if you go to nobodycarespodcast.ca, you can send me a message, and then I will read what you care about and other people do not. So, cool. That's how the internet works, et cetera, et cetera. Bye. And now let's hear about what you care about and nobody else does.
One thing, and there are many that I care about very deeply and no one else seems to, is um, the Japanese performance tradition of Rakugo. Like, I understand I understand that even in Japan it's kind of a niche thing, but, ah, uh, God, I love Rakugo. It's sit-down storytelling. I've read a description of it as a sitcom with one person playing all of the parts. And, oh my god, I am such a big fan of it. I've even started to learn Japanese just so, can, so I can understand it a bit better. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.